Hello, welcome to WRDJ Earth, the Council Meeting. I'm here what you said.
accept the file? I'll second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Anybody opposed? Okay, who wants to talk first? Anybody here to talk to him? I know Mark Roger or anybody else? I'm from caregivers. Okay. Mark, you guys want to go ahead then? Sure. State your name and who you're with. Mark McAllister with Horizon Fiber Solutions. And I'm going to distribute uh, over to each one of you just so you can have a little reading material. And, and uh, it's only had nine folders, so I gave you the clips. I know you guys had one. Well, I got one. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Somebody's missing here, maybe. Uh, the reason why we uh, here this evening just kind of talk to you just for a few minutes in regard to uh, Horizon Fiber Solutions, um, how it came about, we actually met with uh, Eric, who was doing your IT work, and he suggested that uh, we just come in and talk to you guys in regard to uh, possible fiber solution because of your internet connectivity. And so we came over and met with the uh, mayor here. And after this, um, I went on vacation. That's why you'll see uh, Rick's name on the sheet there on the quote. Um, and then came back and he introduced me to Stephen. And at that point, Stephen and I had a conversation about fiber. And the benefits of regard to going from a coaxial internet connectivity with a uh, shared bandwidth that you're currently using to possible look at using fiber connectivity, which has several benefits. Um, one in particular that's a hotspot for many people today, and that is a protection against your information being transferred and any business or government or agencies that's using the information transfer, then obviously you want to protect it and a direct fiber link um, allows you to be protected. It also has guarantees with it as far as being up and we sport over 99% up ratio. Uh, and I have our engineer with us to speak a little bit about your benefits. We're not going to talk long, although I am a minister, but I'll, I'll save the preaching for later. <laughs> But anyway, um, you know, fiber allows you to uh, have a direct line that you're uh, linked straight into the head end to, for us to connect from your DMARC uh, into the internet. Uh, our fiber is not where we're splicing off from that and running a coax or anything like that. You have uh, all new fiber run there. We supply OSCO on both locations and Stevens talked to them uh, about the the quality of, of the fiber. Um, also, you know, in regard to the fiber connectivity, our, our um, speeds are symmetrical, which means right now you guys are on a certain amount of download speed and then a different amount of upload speed. On a symmetrical fiber, those speeds are consistent. So I have before you a couple quotes there. And you're looking at a total price at the bottom, but that that's a price uh, is actually all four of them added together. So it can be uh, 
100 meg over here to the police and fire and 100 meg here. It can be 100 meg police and fire, 50 meg here. You would just, if you decide you was gonna look at this and move forward, you would decide among yourselves there what you would pick. Um, and I'm gonna ask Gary uh, if he'll come up and uh, speak a little bit to some of the other benefits just from the technical side that uh, would be a service to you. So Gary, if you'll join me here. Sure can, Gary Campbell, and uh, I'm with Verizon as well. Um, just to touch on a little bit of what Mark said, um, and we were talking with Steve, and Steve a little bit prior, and one of the things he mentioned was the reliability of fiber to be active and always available for you. So there's no mechanical splicing, there's no copper infrastructure involved in any of our plant. There's no over-provisioning, which means what you get you actually, or what you pay for is actually what we provide you, and you're backed up by a service level agreement, whereas if you were to have an issue, we are monitoring the circuit 24-7, 365 up in uh, Columbus. We have a network operations center that monitors all these circuits, and so if you were to have a problem, they would know it probably before you did, and they would actively engage troubleshooting or dispatch a technician or something like that. So um, a lot of reliability, a lot of, um, Flexibility for the future too as things change things grow things are added people are added whatever the case may be you can scale this with uh, Very little effort whatsoever so they can scale when we put it in initially. We're going to allow it to be Throttled to whatever bandwidth you choose on these quotes or if you choose something different That's fine too, but it can be maximized to one gigabit per second in both directions without any equipment to be changed without any other uh, interaction from the technician showing up here, anything would be done remotely. But um, that's a huge thing for the future. Future growth, if you start to do anything else, if you move you know, any kind of systems off-site in the cloud, accessing the cloud, that, that uses a tremendous amount of bandwidth and it needs to be reliable when you don't have your stuff on site. So. And that's, you uh, gonna ask you, is that, uh, that light from the fibers, uh, like right now, our police department and all that, they're under, they're under coax. That's an electrical connection. Right. So, this so is actually laser. This would, help, uh, this would help the police department with their lease computer and all of that. Absolutely. And then with the fire department's uh, stuff, too. And, and Mark touched on it a minute ago symmetrical, asymmetrical. What that means is in both directions, we're going to build in two fibers actually for each connection. So, one of them is going to have the full bandwidth available for downloading anything you're pulling in from the internet. And the other one is gonna be for pushing out, like you're sending requests to get something, you're sending emails to a server somewhere. And you can be doing that at the same time, you have 100 megabits or 50 megabits, whatever you decide, at the same time. So when you get a coax connection, there's only so much available. So if you're 100 by 20, let's say, or something like that, when you're pulling down 80, there's no 20 available to get out. So it has to wait until all of that information has been delivered before it can push out so you get a spinning circle or you get that's what me and mark were talking about we're, we're pretty low yeah so it's, it's a big driver and just just the reliability aspect of it um is huge this, this is internet correct correct it is it is, it is. and there's something about the leads the police or is there something there that we lose internet that we keep power the police does or we're first or 
all the modems are provisioned for 300 by 20, 100 by 10, whatever the, the, the speed that you order. And there's only so much bandwidth available. So people will say, well, I never get, truth is you don't need it. You really need about five megs of good bandwidth per user, and that's heavy internet use. Uh, for example, I've sold some circuits into uh, online gaming centers where they have you know, 100 people in there playing online sports, online. It's a big thing, I never knew about it. But they only ordered five megabits per station of fiber internet because that's all they need for clean connectivity, low latency, and that means how long does it take, when I click a link on the internet, how long does it take to get to that server? That's your latency number, and coax just can't compete with fiber. There's just no latency to fiber. So that's, that's the biggest difference. And the marketing, too, how are they gonna get you to pay more for a commodity such as coax that's everywhere while they keep raising the bandwidth and advertising the living daylights out of it? And I got a gig circuit. You're using next to none of that. I, mean, I had a 100 meg circuit with six people streaming all the time, and I still had not even 50 megs used. Yeah. Here, is if we lose power, mm -hmm. is there any advantage over from fiber over coax? Or are we still going to lose internet if we? I mean, if you power? have no commercial power, then the switches and, and routers that you would use are not going to have any power, so it's not going to distribute. So we would lose that. Yeah, well, you would lose. Think about that building, and we've got a standby generator yeah. in our safety building. The standby generator would power the computers, but it wouldn't. would power the. Uh, the switching gear for the internet up on the poles that comes into it. Right, I mean, that'd be out here. So we would still so the cable, the cable TV, too, yeah. requires commercial power to distribute that electrical right. connection <coughs> across that copper. Right. We don't do that. And all of okay. our network pops are protected by um, diesel generators. Right. So if the pop would lose commercial power, you know, the ice storms, different things come in the winter, tree, whatever. So we have power. Um, commercial power outage protection with the generators there. And then every city is protected in a ring topology. So the service comes in and out of the building in different directions and goes different directions. So there's a lot of protection built into the um, fiber network that's not into the coax network. I'm on the shores, the spectrum node is right over there behind Genesis. So you got all the Genesis people, you got all the income off of it, you got... You'll notice on the coax. I think that's where the node sits at, but it's, I think they might have maybe two or three nodes in New Boston, but I think the node sits right over there, one of them sits right behind Genesis. Yeah, and you'll notice that, like, at different times of the day when usage is high, like, say, when kids get out of school or whatever, and sometimes it was really bad with online school, all the video stuff that they were doing for teaching, but you lose your ability to access the internet at a proper speed too because you're in a shared network with all of them. When we build these fibers into your facility here, you're the only person on that thing. There's no over provisioning all the way until we meet the internet backbone. And then from there you distribute it to wherever your destination is, what you're clicking on or what you're browsing to or what you're reaching in the cloud for so. What about uh, wireless signal? I mean, it, it sounds like there's no signal loss on a hard-lined wiring, mm -hmm. uh, but when it runs through a wireless router, I mean, is there any signal degradation? It depends on how your internet LAN inside your local area network is, you know, really what your equipment capabilities are. We hand off to that equipment when we're not actually providing the Wi-Fi signal, right? So we're handing off 
TV and whatever your switch is that does your wireless access points in it. And those right. things do have a lifespan. Right. So I mean, but theoretically, we could still, if we were on Wi-Fi, like for right now, we're live streaming on your Wi-Fi yeah. um, using that signal. Uh, I know you say you don't provide that Wi-Fi, but if we're getting, because these are center block walls, oh, which it's can block a more stable, block signal. It's going to be a more stable backhaul on the fiber than it would be over, because you're uploading right now video live. Right. So it could be pixelated it could, if they have a lot of uh, congestion in the network locally. And I take it back. I said we were. I said we were wireless connecting, but we are actually connected to a landline. Yeah. But in this, in this case, but there's Wi-Fi in the building. I was wondering, is there going to be any signal loss in these in these rooms? Are they still going to have experience any trouble? Also, you said that um, it's because we're the only ones using it, so there's no. We're not fighting for it. Right. But if we have ten or fifteen people in the building all using it, aren't, aren't we still no, sharing some of that? That's internal to your local area network. What we're providing is wide area network. So on the wide area network side, there's no over provisioning. We're providing a clean connection to the internet back, uh, back, back up. Do we know what our current um, internet speeds are? No, I, think, I think it's one of the two things we have to decide how to compare mm -hmm. what we've got now as far as speed, you know, whether it be coaxial to fiber and the numbers, how they match up and such. Yeah, that's why we definitely don't, you know, we want to have at least what we've got probably, and I think you're saying it should be faster. And when we discussed with, with Eric, when he suggested, Mark, was it Eric that we talked to that suggested we come over? When we told him that. Oh, uh, Ed, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm bad with names. But it, when, we, when we had a meeting with him, what was it, about a month ago or so, when we told him about the fiber availability is there, the first thing he said is the company. So obviously he understands that there's an issue that you guys have had ongoing, which is what prompted you know Mark and I to call over and see if we could just come talk while we were in here. And so, I think the thing when you're you're looking at your spectrum speeds and all, it's really too is is consistency of of the data movement. You know, it's unimpeded. You know, with that, and I always try to fo focus on like a water line. Everybody plugs in your water line, your pressure starts going down, down. And then one of the outages would happen, like on a coax. Kind of like when the fire department shows up and opens up the the. The, the uh, extinct or the hydrants and I don't have any water, you know. So, but you know, I think the comparison is quite different. There's two different products. A lot, more that, huh? a lot, lot more reliable. Absolutely, so, we we a lot more reliable. We're at five <coughs> nines, so we're ninety nine point five nines on our uptime across our entire network. And then, you know, there's going to be things that happen, trucks hit poles, whatever. You know, we're less than three hours, I believe, on average to get things restored. Now there's times there's things that's out of control, you know, house fire, burns up the fire, you can't get in there to fix it. So there's things that happen that drive that number down a little bit, but in general, yeah. squirrel chews or someone shoots, yeah. it happens yeah. in West Virginia. And this also comes with a service level agreement. So you actually have an agreement with the company on performance, yeah. not something you would have with a coax. So even if you're down which time, you, you know, the monies are recompensed if there was ever something of that nature so and we can pull we can pull graphs and charts out of our network too that show you how much energy usage you have at any given time it'll show even pretty granular down to like hey everyone logs on at 805 or whatever you can see the spike and, and that kind of thing so we have that ability to to kind of keep you right sized over the course of time too okay well we thank you for your time i think we're going to let you on our
forth looking at this air, just to look and see what we're, what we're having now. Yeah, and, really little, uh, well, yeah, we appreciate it, everyone's time. We may reach out to you again to um, we'll get into that comparison phase as well. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Have a good day. Thank you, guys. Good night. Take care. Okay, you know, that's the record that shows that Mr. Fetty did show up at 635 p.m. So, uh, welcome back. Um, anybody else? Yeah, I talked with uh, Lowry, right? Me and uh, Kent. Steve Airbound, like muscle dis dystrophy, have been having with muscle dystrophy this year. Or have you rent out room like still have a muscle dystrophy then. Got SAC channel free come down and like host the telephone with me trying to get the telephone back on the air. Yeah. Well, we can meet here just to sit down and, you know, uh, yeah. make sure the availability of what you got going on. All right, I'm going to try to get Steve and Steve right there to help me, too. Okay. Steve and Chris and Byron. Yeah. Okay. And then Lowry from Corpus going to come up? Yeah. Okay. I got to talk to him. Okay. Yes. 
in the past and they build out dates of the dates they could build them, taking orders. Uh, some other law enforcement agencies may go with the Dodge, so we may, if we are in dire need of them, we may be, have to look at the Dodge Durango, Dodge, Dodge Charger.
uh, we will ask the department heads to put together a wish list for some of the capital items or high dollar items for 2023. Um, the schedule for that, we will plan on giving the budget a first reading on June 7th meeting. The second reading will be on the June 21st, and that will consist of a public hearing on the budget. And on June, July 5th will be the passage, the third reading and the passage of the budget on July 5th, as we have to have that, the clerk has to have that down to the county by the 20th, so that allows us enough time. That's the tentative schedule for the budget. Uh, Mr. Fanny and I was, uh, we did go down and, uh, to the governor's meeting in Portsmouth and uh, he had some good news for Appalachia, uh, Appalachia One, $500 million uh, spread out over 32 counties, uh, which is a lot of money. Um, it is a proposal, it has not been passed by the General Assembly or the state legislatures, it is just a proposal at this point anticipating that it will pass uh, it, it will probably be a year to finally complete so uh, communities will be looking for projects and we'll see more along the lines later how that those monies can be spent and what projects we get together we can go with co-districts for the county or the city of Portland on our own so there's a lot of uh, information that will be coming out later this year as soon as it hopefully uh, does pass the state legislature. Mr. Mayor, was it, were those funds from uh, the state funds or were those provided through uh, federal through federal funds to the state? I, I think those are state funds. I didn't hear anything federal about it. My uh, assumption is it's the state funds. And uh, the 30, there are 32 counties considered Appalachia in the state of Ohio. They run all over the rear and all over the east uh, border of the of the state of Ohio. As far as I know, I can check on that, Ryan, but I think it's state funds. Speaking of those, I, I do anticipate getting the ARPA monies uh, hopefully this month, or other $109,000. Um, hearing better things about that and not no cuts on it. Um, let's see. Uh, there's some news come out, Mr. Hamilton pointed out uh, about the County uh, is looking to approve $1.25 million for brownfield cleanup. That's what we just got. Uh, yeah. I was just, and uh, so we'll be meeting with the county commissioners on that. The act that is the cost that it's going to cost to the Southern County $1.25 million. The total project is almost $6 million. Yeah. The, the, the property is now in the hands of the land bank and land bank and SOFA are going to work in conjunction with one another to get this part you know, get that site cleaned up it's a good thing yeah that may be the last of it over here for us that that is that, that is the last okay it should be the city um changed its mind, I guess is probably the best way to say it. Originally, they were not going to transfer their, the, the parcel that they owned to the land bank, um, but we got that all worked out. So the land bank now owns all of the, the parcels that need to be remediated, and we're gonna use that funding to clean up both parcels. 
I believe one partial uh, new water treatment plant is going to be on. Well, well for, for a partial of it is. Part, they're they're going to use part of one of the parcels as a, as a lay-down yard yeah. for the treatment plant. Um, but, you know, this really is a pretty good example of, of different governmental entities working together yes. as opposed to, you know, the infighting that sometimes you see. Yes. Um, this took cooperation from the city, from the land bank, from SOPA, uh, from the county. Um, so, I mean, everybody worked together on this. And it's taken <clears throat> forever. Yeah. And it's still not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen. Well, <laughs> But we're, 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 they are getting them up closer. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad you're on board for that, Justin. Yes. And that's nice. uh, okay, and then um, let's see, lastly, I just want to mention uh, the uh, school employee, uh, Mr. Mercer, on his accident uh, that he had over there, and we wish him a speedy recovery. I think Mr. Hammond um, uh, maybe doing some things for him or something. Steve, what would you want to Yeah, what I'm doing is right now is. Uh, Melinda Burnside, the superintendent, is going up to Columbus Saturday to see Mr. Mercer at uh, Grand Hospital. And what I'm doing right now is uh, collecting money for his family. And if you don't want to give it to me, then you can drop it off at the school to Lily and Tara. Uh, they have started a, uh, they have started a, a fund for him to take, and Miss uh, then Miss Burnside will take the money up to. He's got children and a wife and stuff, so he's in. Uh, uh, I'm collecting money to uh, give to Lily to give to Melinda Burnside to take to Columbus Saturday for his family and uh, put trips and back and forth and all that stuff. He's it's going to be a while. This this man, you know, he's hurt pretty bad. So that's what I'm doing for him. So if anybody would like to donate to the cause, <clears throat> see Steve or see some uh, school officials at the school. So we wish him the best on a long road recovery. Okay then. Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, if I may back up for just a yes. moment to uh, Planning Commission. Uh, I just like to say that I would be uh, happy to serve as a council member on that with you know, the, the approval or consideration of the rest of the council. Of course, I don't want to step in front of anybody. I'm just saying if you need someone in that role, I'd be willing to do that. So we'll make a motion you can do it next week or whatever you want to do. Okay. So Mr. Rodney is showing interest in the planning commission. So next week we'll be uh, asking just by motion. There won't be any resolutions. So that's just to you guys can maybe talk through the next couple of weeks and we will see you know, from there. Okay, then I also do have a court report that was uh, laid out on the table at the end of the day. Motion to accept and file. Second. All those in favor? All right. Our treasure. We'll leave the executive session. I'll leave questions for the uh, person down here at the end. Uh, legal counsel. I have nothing. Those administrators. Yeah, I've just got a couple things here. Uh, the uh, sinkhole uh, wanted out area down there on West Avenue has been marked out and uh, waiting for. Uh, be uh, marked by uh, uh, utilities, and we're going to start digging that out right there on uh, West Avenue. It, it's a pretty big spot. We're going to start on that. Uh, the other thing I have is uh, the 
house on Oak Street uh, has been uh, removed and uh, the grass seed there now. So uh, I've turned everything over to uh, Mr. Bloom on that part of it. And uh, one thing I would like to ask, because I've been talking to the mayor, uh, we're having, uh, we've been having a lot of code enforcement uh, issues here in the village. Uh, and I've been talking to the mayor about maybe working out, uh, having some type of uh, complaint form for him to come in and fill out a complaint form instead of, uh, you know, I mean, running out here every single time and, you know, I don't care to do it, but it's getting to where it's getting, uh, you know, uh, I run out there, but there's nothing back in it too much. But uh, I don't care to do it for the safety and the uh, and the cleanliness of the village, because I'm out about every day looking at people's yards, this and that. But it would be nice if we had a complaint form that uh, people could fill out, and uh, it'd give me more, uh, it'd help me with a lot of the abatement of it, the complaints, some of them. It would really be nice if you could fill it out online. Yeah, you're right. So we can get it all fair, but, uh, you know. Uh, the thing on these complaints is, you know, we hear about it. Everyone, me, you, everybody in the room, everybody across the, you know, there's just so many, you know, things people want done and just that complaint. But we really need to have them complaints in writing. If they want a full investigation, we need to, you know, put your name to it. And, it well, it. and we will, we will do it. Uh, we'll investigate and get back to them uh, to what happened to the investigation on whether it be an employee or a resident, whether it's a code violation, whether it's an employee uh, uh, messing up or whatever. But uh, really we need to, and then we'll get, you know, we'll get to I have had it tomorrow morning and we'll revamp it and such. And so, you know, if anybody does have a real complaint, we will certainly look into any complaints that somebody has that, you know, just saying uh, Jimmy's let the can up here and you know some things so I mean if you want to come in and file a, a complaint on somebody or someone then, you know we will look into it and uh, see what the, if there was a problem and if there is a problem we'll be here can do what we're going to do to correct it so, so but uh, so I think that's what Mr. Hammond's alluding to it's, it's, uh, yeah but I don't want nobody coming to my house no more well, we gotta do is make that happen. I mean, they, I don't want nobody coming to my house to warn. You know, so I'm uh, somebody. You know, uh, people come to my house and cuss at me this and that and all that. It stops today. Yeah. Do you want to design the form? I'm gonna work with the mayor on it. I've got one. I just gotta. Oh, okay. I gotta revamp it. Yeah, but complaints, you know, against any other body or like that. Village administrators out at 7 30 to 4. Uh, you know, he deserves to be going on the board. He doesn't work in such an emergency or something comes up. And, uh, uh, but uh, if, there's a complaint, if there's a call after hours, we ask everybody to call the dispatch. There are uh, there are voice uh, uh, eyes and ears. Basically, our first eyes and ears after 4 p.m. is the dispatch office. contact the dispatch uh, will uh, determine if uh, somebody needs to be called out immediately or something. Mayor, if I may, just thought went through my mind uh, when council members, uh, 
city employees, when they get a complaint at that point in time, they should not handle it. They should tell that person, if you want to file a complaint, to come to, to the office down here and fill out the complaint form. Let that be the proper procedure for us to follow. Yeah, I, we get complaints. You know, you got to get more complaints than what I do, I'm sure, but I know that. But, but if that's going to be a procedure, then we have to enforce it through, a, through the whole village. You know, got a complaint, go fill out the complaint form, and then we'll handle it. So that's the best way to do it. I'm in favor of that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'll bring in a policy on that. I've kind of been going up, so I'll have it. Just trying to do the right thing. We got a problem. Sure. We'll address it. Now, I mean, there's a different part. I mean, like if we got a sewer backed up or something like that, that's totally different. I mean, cool. we got to run, you know, we got to get the sewer unclogged or we got a sinkhole that happens or a void, you know, street falls through. That's something we got to run and do. But, you know, uh, grass cutting, grass cutting, like that, that type of stuff. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, let me know when that complaint form's done, will you, Mayor? Thanks, thanks, Mayor. Well, we got one. Thank you. 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 Things don't not as good as what she expected, and, and man, this is this is great. I mean, this is a great income tax report. So, yeah. people, we're, we're doing something good. We appreciate all our businesses out there supporting us and uh, paying taxes. Now, tax refund later on, my heard, but right now we're doing good. Looks good, good to the Lord. Department's been busy with a lot of change of opportunities and things. And so I'll second that motion to accept the file. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Anybody opposed? Uh, Interim Chief Compton. Uh, reports in the packet. Accept the file report, please. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Anybody opposed? Chief Clark Davis. I have no report. I do want to say that I did get some uh, accolades. I'm going to give a shout out to the fire department of the system. I heard that school boy accident and such that uh, they were up there and uh, people told me they'd done a real, really, really good job up there. committee uh, that would be uh, Mr. Meehan, Mr. Uh, Himes, Mayor, and anyone else. Uh, Tuesday is uh, Tuesday, May 24th, too late to get started on. We need more time uh, for the budget. We, we generally, those have been doing this long with other districts, but generally we can get the budget prepared in one meeting. So. Uh, as long as we have it so where we can have brought bring the uh, budget for a first reading <coughs> on June what is it, 7th. So, um, so, so we plan on be two weeks before the meeting. Yes, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is Tuesday, May 24th, uh, what, 4.30, Mike? Actually, on May 24th, anytime you want. Oh, really? Really? School's out. School's out. Oh, no kids. Who else is on the committee? 
Mr. Rhines, Mr. Meehan. Is it 4.30 on the 24th? We can Here make it. Well, make it well, then make it 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock? Yeah, Mr. Ryan, and Mr. Meehan can be there earlier now, so make it 3 o'clock. Not now, but then I yeah, think. Right then, yeah, 3 yeah. o'clock, May 24th. Okay. Finance committee meeting. We have a council meeting for that. So if anything changes, we can change it. Yes. Tentatively set for May 24th at 3 p.m. Finance committee meeting. Yes, sir. Okay, now ordinance number 14, second reading. That's an ordinance authorizing the transfer of real property to the New Boston Community Improvement Corporation. Motion for second reading. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Anybody opposed?
some things, if we can't find some information on them, as, as well as cost, and, and, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll apologize for that, and I'll, I'll make that note, and we'll pass that over the next week. Please depart inside the body cam, gives the GPS. Okay. It, it tracks, you can watch it on the body cam. Because, you know, like, my thinking is, like, service department, Police, I didn't realize that that was there was anybody out there and they're not reporting in in a certain amount of time, whatever. You know, this way we know where they're at. We can check on them. You know, they have a heart attack or something. Now, mobile officer is the new vehicle. Now we talked about we didn't have any thought on the new ones and uh, stuff that we're saying. I mean, we don't even own the full size fire trucks and the vacuum trucks or anything like that. There's anything probably 11,000 GDW less, probably. Uh, probably a good idea, I think. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have that uh, next meeting. All right, thank you, Mayor. Mr. Meehan. Thank you. Uh, I know last meeting, the one before, we talked about updating uh, our village website. Uh, we identified who's responsible for it, but I don't think we've done it yet, or nothing's, nothing's happened. What, what, what do you want to update on it? Well, it, it, it still has Donnie every councilman. I'm sorry. It still has Donnie as a councilman. Okay, so if you gentlemen will, if you're happy with your uh, bio on the website, you don't need to do anything. If you have any updates that you want done to your bio, give it to us. And then I will take a look to see um, who's not on there, Corey or Mr. Jones. Mr. Hanson, man. I'm not out there. So, uh, you still got Donnie Rake, you got uh, John Wisman, and yeah, it's been yeah, years since you've been. been. So, you, you council members, that, the council members that's not on there, that need to bring the bio to us and the 10% depth award, she'll make sure that they get it to update that. Okay. And there was something about the minutes that have been put on there for a while. Oh, years of that. Um, and again, uh, anything you want on there, you know, they generally And who, who, who's, who, who's our, is it to you, Anna, Lori? Uh, you bring my office. Okay. That's something you want on there. And then you can just bring it up. Bring sure you want anything on there and stuff. So, yeah. Now, also, you mentioned. Uh, May 7th, this Saturday, we're having something up. May 14th is Village Cleanup Day. That's happening in like a week and a half. Okay, so we have a meeting for then, we're always. No, so we got to remind everybody. May 14th is the Village Cleanup Day. And that's where uh, we got the dumpsters. Correct. Fire stations. Right, so we might buy a paper advertising. We, we should be putting a flyer out. Yeah. Uh, we'll go out the flyer. I know. Okay. Yesterday, if anybody wants to go through the pump stations, the Elkton River to the flood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 o'clock. Free meet you here? Yep. 11 o'clock over behind the uh, fire department. And we'll go over to uh, every pump, every uh, flood control station. Okay. When is that? 11 o'clock on the 14th. On the 14th. Okay. And one last thing. Uh, I myself have personally noticed it 
two or three times a day. I've had neighbors and adjacent streets. The amount of wrong way traffic in the tree streets is getting really bad. So like three times a day, I'm seeing cars going down my street the wrong way. There is one sign at the top of the street that does say one way, do not enter, or whatever. I mean, is it possible to put it on the opposite corner too? Because depending on which way they're turning into the street, they may not even see that one. I don't yeah, know. I think some of the streets have it on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I looked at them looked and thought, of, what's a better way to, you know, send the, the message out that you can't turn here. I mean, that do not enter. Spike strips would work, but I don't know. I don't know. But, but I don't talk about them, too. We had uh, <laughs> one of the problems there on Spruce was that uh, we got to move the signs back a little bit because they said that the signs got in the way and caused an accident if they couldn't see or something or something like that. But yeah, the signs but didn't I cause the accident. The cars right. parked on the corner. Yeah, but I can. But we can. It's supposed to be seven foot high at the bottom. All signs are. So I mean, me and the mayor. Me and the mayor was going to go out uh, here maybe uh, this week or next week and look at a bunch of signs. Yeah, we're going to look at some. Right. Yeah, there's one on the north north yes. corner, yes, sir, yes, yes. but there's none on the south corner. The people coming this way. Okay. Are, right. there, are there any options for um, painting right on the road? Like you see traffic signs of you know, like a, a crosswalk just uh, one way. Somebody's going to grab attention. I mean, that wouldn't even cost much, for example, to put on some of these streets. I don't know. Yeah, I thought of that. I don't know if they'd say it. I don't know well, if that's a good I don't need to replace the signs, but if it can even be redundant. Something turns on like big, big letters. Big letters. One way, error going this way. Yeah. They know they went the wrong way. If they see a big sign there on the road, that's going to grab their attention, but an well, error. Oak Street's had tractor trailers and everything. <laughs> Mike, it may not completely way. eliminate the problem, but if it can go the back, I mean, we're, we're, we're having this problem. Way. They were both ways. That would be how you do that. I don't expect it to completely eliminate the problem, but I think it might catch a few people who are doing it. I don't know. Probably can't read it. Yeah, they can read an arrow. Yeah, I believe that there's only one arrow that they're going to care about. I believe that we'll we look into it. I, I believe that we have some. Uh, my street's not the only one, but it's summertime and kids are out playing mm -hmm. in the streets, and they're used to looking one way where the cars are supposed to be coming from. Then they get get a surprise. Okay. Oh, uh, that's all I have. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. Thank all you, right. Mr. Hanson. Mr. Fed. Uh, Wait, no. No new business. I'll make a motion we go into executive session. For the hiring personnel. For hiring personnel. Second. Roll call, please. Mr. Meehan. Aye. Mr. Otney. Aye. Mr. Bannon. Aye. Mr. Imes. Aye. Mr. Vincent. Aye. Hey, Michael. Did you get that?